This is The Prather Point. Rome lit streets with burning Christians by the hundreds. Now it's the Catholic capital. Aztecs sliced out beating hearts by the thousands, but the free tribes are still here. Nazis skinned Jews to make lampshades, but synagogues still stand. Tribal Africans were sold in slave ships. Now their ancestors captain the American fleet. Modern women murder their own unborn, but each year they kill less. Today, the Nahash still sizzles in the electronic branches and the dragon wars on the ladies' genetic sea. But the Didache for Princess Christians opens with, there are two ways, the way of life and the way of death, and they are vastly different. The way is hard, the path is straight, the journey long, but those who were last are now first. And the Savior's secret is succinct. The more vulnerable we become, the more invincible God makes us. It didn't end with my firing for exposing DEA's Sinaloa cartel deal. It began. It didn't end with the FBI framing Flynn to stop intelligence reform. It began. It didn't end with the CIA's Russia lies, Mueller's phony report, nor Pelosi's fake impeachments. It began. It didn't end with a simultaneous election night blackout in the swing states. It began. It didn't end with corrupt Capitol cops snapping Ashley and torturing political prisoners. It began. It didn't end with abandoning American children in Afghanistan while importing terrorists. It began. It didn't end with FBI false flags in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Texas. It began. And here and now, you arrogant and ignorant, evil and foolish, traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic, nothing is ended. You've awakened the American David and filled us with terrible resolve. Attention, deep state Dems and rhinos, Lantifa and Bolsheviks, Marxists and Maoists, politicians, pundits, and pedophiles. Your masks are for morons. Your needles for Nazis. Your shutdowns for sheep. Surrender for slaves. We'll never surrender. We'll war on you, our children will, and theirs. And in the end, we'll win. Boosted and betrayed, Dumbed down and drugged up, the last of you screw tape scum will tear, tear each other apart and we'll re- rebuild our republic on your bones. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, uh, and this is the Prather Point. If you haven't, please go to jeffreyprather.com and subscribe for my free newsletter, J E F F R E Y P R A T H E R.com. And I'm going to jump right in here because I have a special gift, guest that only has a limited amount of time, uh, and that is. Uh, Ibra Taher, welcome, Ibra. And uh, Ibra is unique because he is running as a Republican in Oregon. And the other thing that makes him unique is he actually called his uh, his team, uh, asked to come on the show. Politicians don't want to come on my show. You know, Lynn Wood won't return my calls. Um, even uh, uh, Congressman Gozar, an old friend who supported me in the Fast and Furious days, doesn't come on. Uh, Wendy Rogers doesn't come on. Uh, so, because they're afraid of what I'm going to ask them, but it's unique because now you're running as a Republican, you were a Green Party uh, and a progressive, and I don't like progressives, and I'm not real fond of the Green Party. They're trying to do what tribal folks do. Uh, 
but uh, this is how we have to make new allies. Uh, so uh, thanks for uh, coming on and I will give you the stage. Well, thank you uh, for having me. Um, I, I don't know what to expect from you, but uh, I'm honest, so bring it on. Anyhow, I would like to comment only on my uh, previous uh, affiliation. Many people don't know that these parties, um, especially with the Green Party, I was a member of the Green Party in Oregon, it, it has only 7,000 people in it. That's it, uh, statewide. And if you want to have a ballot access, if you want to have a stage, if you want to have a platform for your messages, the best way to do it in Oregon is to select a third party. And I was able to do that because um, the uh, Green Party was uh, one of the parties that talk about uh, non-intervention as foreign policy, anti-war um, platform. So they allowed me to talk about it until it came the time to talk about COVID and the tyranny and the medical establishment. They started picking fights and basically they cut me off and annihilated me from the party and uh, my co-nomination with the progressive party really it's not my work one of the um friends was uh, who was inside the the green party uh, he she coordinated that thing and the, the co-nomination came from five people only so despite all of these labels people would think that um it means something, but it doesn't. If they had looked at my platform, actually my platform, not the party platform, they'll see conservative values, not only conservative, strictly conservative. Um, nothing has changed. If they compare my platform from 2019 to today, this is like small change, but the platform, the principles are the same. Yeah, I looked at your stuff. I wouldn't have you on before, and you you were against all the um, the uh, bioweapon lockdowns uh, from the beginning, and you stood by that from the beginning, uh, and you've been very consistent and authentic, uh, and I think it's important because you're in Oregon, which, as far as I'm concerned, is a feral state, feral city, uh, and, uh, this is, and this is where we make new allies uh, to restore our republic, uh, and this is important, I think. Um, so, uh, that's a great start. And, uh, yeah, we have, we just talked briefly when I checked your audio visual, but we haven't talked, uh, before that. So that intrigues me, uh, as well. And so, um, I don't really re know much else about your story. So Ibra, I'm saying that's probably, uh, Abram. So are you Persian or? Yeah. So my, my name is uh, Ibra Teher. Uh, the Ibra is short for Abraham. Uh, which is the same uh, biblical name, but with an I, my background, I come actually from a mixed um, racial um, family. Uh, my mom is Persian, my dad is a Middle Eastern and Greek, so pretty much mixed, and I was born here in Eugene, Oregon. Um, this is about my background. Uh, I'm a philosopher. I, get, I got my degrees, uh, both of them, the uh, undergraduate and the graduate in philosophy. I, I worked as a philosophy teacher for uh, several several years. Now I flip houses. So uh, being a philosopher, being a researcher enables you to look at things differently. And uh, if you are someone like me who cannot uh, look at the problem and walk away, then you have to do something. And this is why I'm in, in politics. I have to do something about it. 
I thought originally when I uh, when I uh, majored in philosophy that we can fa- we can fix our problems by talking with people uh, intellectually, um, rationally, uh, without going to politics. We can't do that. This is why it was my focus. I thought uh, let's educate the people. Let's talk about issues intellectually. Um, but you can see that now something has changed with me. I'm in politics. Why? Because um, people don't think rationally. Um, they don't think intellectually. They don't build their arguments on a rational basis. They get influenced by politics. Politics is really dangerous. It is a dangerous. So do you? Yeah, I love it that you were a professor. Which is, you know, and now you're going into a, another very low profession, which is politics. But I, I applaud you for doing that. But that you're a builder, I, I'm fascinated by that. That's excellent. So you're doing uh, kinetics. So does your uh, philo- philosophical background uh, come from your spiritual, religious background? Is that uh, well? Is that- um, I think uh, you're the first. Uh, you're you're the first uh, like person to ask me about this. But uh, usually I tell people uh, my interest in social philosophy, which includes the philosophy of religion, really pushed me into philosophy because at that time you want to ask these big questions. At least to me, I was 17 or maybe 18. I wanted to ask these questions. What is religion? What is the social structure of religion? Uh, what, what is ethics? Uh, what does it do? Where does it come from? Where is that obligation that we feel and our ethics and moralities come from. So you want to ask these big questions, which is really, um, I, I was asking them in my 17th, my teen years, but many people I, I know that in their 60s, maybe 70s, they haven't asked these questions. Uh, what it does, it, uh, it sheds a light on the value system that governs the society. Um, these kind of questions. If you don't have a value system, that governs society, then you'll end up uh, having people don't know if they are like a woman or men. Uh, they don't know uh, how the family structure should be. They don't know if um, killing someone or maybe canceling someone because of his thought is uh, moral or not. This is the, the lack of the value system. This is what it leads to. And this right. is why. And you're a dad and you're a husband, right? Yeah, I, I'm a father. I've been married for 14 years, actually, um, really early age. I have three wonderful kids. So family values, traditional marriage. Are you uh, Muslim, Sunni, Shia, Persian? What, what's your... I usually am a- talking about uh, my faith, um, but um, I usually answer that. I believe in God. I believe in, uh, in Jesus, and I don't talk about... Oh, you're Christian, Okay, awesome. Well, the Abraham leads me to it's either probably uh, Jewish or, or Christian, uh, and it's it's okay if you're Muslim. If that's okay, the the Muslim Jews and Christians all are people of the Old Testament, uh, people of the Book. That that is a common denominator. There's more in common than there is, uh, and that's what the pop culture is trying to do is divide us. But I want to, you know, if we're going to talk about the important issues of politics, just like you said, we've got to talk about ethics, which comes down to morals, which comes from our religions, which come from our spiritual basis. I definitely agree. I, I think this is the cause, actually, of what we have, of the, the void, um, the confusion 
of the liberal and the uh, of liberals and the left. They don't have a value system. When, when they abandoned that value system, that humanity acknowledged actually, um, they changed that. They they wanted to to have a new value system built on something that doesn't exist, like science, for example. How can you um, measure morality based on science? How can you uh, uh, measure morality uh, based on politics? You can't. This is why it is the state of confusion. And uh, once you abandon, again, that value system, um, even if you're not religious, once you abandon that value system, then it will be the state of confusion for you. Um, This is why nothing is um, off limits to them. Yeah, ben- Benjamin Franklin said, uh, we'll have a republic as long as we have a virtuous populace. But a virtuous populace is vir- is based upon virtues, which are based upon ethics, which are based upon morals, which are based upon religion, which are based upon spiritual beliefs and foundational beliefs. So that's that's real interesting. Uh, um, it's it's a very interesting, and I'm very hopeful for you, uh, and I like what you're doing, and, the, and you know, one reason I had you on the show is you asked and anybody who comes to me, I think God is sending to me and I'm supposed to do the best I can for them. Um, uh, and, you know, secondly, you weren't afraid. Like I just said, Linwood and others afraid to come on because they don't know what I'm going to say. I'm not allowed on Fox anymore or Laura Ingram because I started bad mouthing Eric Holder uh, back in the day, telling the truth about him uh, really. And I, and I want people to see that we, that our, our, our foundation is growing. Our spiritual moral foundation is growing uh, with new allies and different allies. And it's important to put our differences aside. Do not let uh, the adversary separate us because that's what they're trying to do. And so, you know, I'm uh, supporting you and I'm going to pray for you and your family. Where can we, um, uh, where can everybody go and find more about your, your effort and your campaign about you? Well, um, I would like to comment on one thing. Uh, I had a speech. I called it "Our Fight Is Not Over." Um, just uh, about a month ago, when the people uh, started relaxing and thinking that we have won this war, I told them, "No, our fight is not over." And one of the main things that I focused on is unity. If we cannot unite with each other based on these issues, then we are not going to win because we need each other. Now. Um, uh, responding to that uh, question, uh, I'm present on social media, different platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. I have my own website. My website is big, uh, as you'd expect from philosophers. So I invite you to think with me. I invite you um, to understand the grounds that I'm standing on, my principles. So hopefully you can go to these things and engage with me. Well, thank you for coming on, and um, I wish you all the best. It's going to be a rough road. People are going to attack you personally. They're going to attack your family. So uh, pray and uh, stay in the connection to God uh, because it's, it'll, get, it'll get hard and, and hold fast together in faith, okay? Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, too. Okay, so there is a great hope, I think, for our uh, country and showing how we can unite together uh, in new ways. Uh, and, you know, it uh, see, seems like a real nice young man, very interesting. Um, uh, I am 
looking here uh, and rumble because uh, Yankee Tango is uh, uh, not letting me, they're censoring me. And so a lot to cover today. Uh, and uh, the first is thanks to everybody for your wonderful support after my uh, confession on uh, Tuesday. Um, I was overwhelmed with the responses. Uh, I just want to read one from Allison. Um, Dear Jeffrey, I'm listening to your latest podcast and listen to them every week. I've always admired your courage and honesty. You are prince and you are only human at the end of the day. Real humans are fallible. Real humans make mistakes, but you acknowledge your mistakes and own them. There's not enough people like you. My support for you will never waver. It's for life and beyond. With love and prayers to you from Allison in the UK. So thanks for that. It means more than I can uh, tell you, Allison. Um, <clears throat> really, really nice. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that is the way to move forward, uh, is find common ground, support each other, rely on each other and God. When you uh, frack up and miss the mark, uh, then confess, uh, ask for f- forgiveness, that is the way to redemption. There is a cycle for that. That's that's how we get there. Um, and again, I say that that's our Judeo-Christian uh, native uh, roots. But um, another thing I just posted on my patreon.com slash Jeffrey Prather and uh, also on locals uh, that uh, Jeffrey Prather.com. Uh, there's a new website there. My old friend Kirk sent me. We were commissioned together. It's the um, www.forkidsandcountry.org, uh, and it's a toolkit uh, to fight uh, critical race theory and uh, trannyism and all that kind of stuff, and it looks real good. And so that's another tool for your toolkits. I'm always trying to give you tools and options for what's going on. And I am – and <laughs> Andy, I am getting to see the comments on uh, Rumble, so – uh, and there, hey, we got your back, boss, Ghost Walker. Huh, that's cool. That was my call sign was Ghost. Um, my wife was on the phone having a conference the other day. I walked up behind her. She screamed. I'm like, see, that's why they used to call me Ghost. But um, so lots to cover here today. Uh, and a lot of people, their discernment, and discernment, by the way, it's a Christian term, uh, and it is a um, gift of the fruit of receiving the great Holy Spirit through the Christ connection beyond the walls of time and space that comes from, because space-time is curved uh, and uh, made porous uh, by these great events that are coming up uh, that allow us to connect right back to our Father in heaven, which is not really a male human being. Uh, it we. I, we, I think we call it Father because it's a proactive force going out um, as opposed to receiving. But God is not uh, male or female. God is not not male or female. God is more than that, more than we can uh, conceive. Um, but wanted to talk uh, about, you know, this show is focusing on uh, first the Subway Shoot Crisis Actors and somebody uh, on Patreon said, so it's a hoax. I'm like, not a hoax. It's a setup. And so... Um, you know, uh, pedo Joe or the double, uh, probably the double, because you can look at the earlobes and see the difference, which is really where you see racial characteristics, not skin shade, but, you know, 
epicanthic eye folds uh, of uh, tribal folks is where you can see the difference. But right after he uh, talks about ghost guns uh, and uh, there's HR 350 coming out, which is going to uh, bring about more internal security state and, and set up to go after neo-Nazis and white supremacists inside uh, federal law enforcement and the military. Um, uh, all of a sudden there's a subway shooting. Uh, and, uh, you know, they say Frank James uh, was previously on the FBI terrorist radar until 2019, um, but they stopped watching him. Well, why would they stop watching him? Well, because they were uh, manipulating him. Uh, and so I'm not saying the shooting wasn't real, just like I've always said the Ashley Babbitt shooting was real, but almost everybody around Ashley was a crisis actor uh, or part of a covert movement, everybody there. Uh, and so this is saying, uh, yeah, suspect Frank James was spewing racist hate for years, um, <clears throat> but nobody died. Isn't that amazing? It's a miracle that nobody died. Well, when, the, when um, Michael Byrd assassinated, sniped Ashley uh, Babbitt, uh, she became an inflection point. She became a center point. Uh, Pearl Harbor, Day of Infamy, became an inflection point. Planes flying into towers became an inflection point. They don't want, they're learning from their mistakes. They don't want anything that will unify us. So <clears throat> nobody died uh, on, uh, at the, uh, in the subway. Uh, they he he threw a smoke grenade. Well, us military we use smoke grenades to screen our movements. Uh, it's a smoke screen, uh, and also um, we do it to distract. So uh, he was using it. I'm assuming for the regular reasons that people use uh, smoke screens. Um, interesting uh, that just like Daryl Brooks plowed his car in Wakasha uh, in Wisconsin. And of course, we know that there are FBI agents running behind in uh, Kenosha, uh, behind uh, the two, the child molester and the wife beater that were trying to kill Kyle. We don't know about that in Wakasha, but we know he was let out. Uh, so if you're trying to then pass more legislation to become a total um, tyranny state uh, and your argument against uh, neo-Nazis and white supremacists is fading, uh, and the uh, January 6th political patriot uh, prisoners are becoming an inflection point of martyr, uh, martyrs, uh, and you don't know what to do with them, so you start letting them out, well, then you need to change the narrative, and you need to create uh, other problems. Uh, and James uh, was a fan of CNN, huh? That's really interesting, a fan of CNN, just like Anderson Cooper working for the, uh, the CIA uh, there. Uh, and... You know, the FBI was in there almost immediately. Uh, they said it wasn't terrorism. Then they changed their tune because the FBI has to look uh, valid. Um, uh, and uh, they had dropped the um, uh, black extremist ideology uh, label back in 2017 because when they, in August of 2017, when they cited the 2016 massacre of five police officers by Micah Johnson during a Black Lives Matter protest in Dallas, uh, the guy was pie in corners. Uh, they got a lot of uh, feedback. And the, the FBI assessed uh, that the perceptions of police brutality against African-Americans spurred an increase in premeditated retaliatory lethal violence. 
the backlash was immediate. So the FBI being a political organization backed off of that. So what has changed? The FBI is still, if anything, more of a political organization than ever. So quite convenient. And lots of uh, supporters have said, wow, this is very convenient that this legislation, H.R. 350 uh, and uh, the ghost gun, all of this is coming out uh, right at this uh, time. Um, so then I looked at, um, again, somebody sent me this because this is Team America working together, sent me uh, this um, uh, video analysis from uh, the subway shooting. And I'm not going to play it the whole thing. You can look it up. It's on my Patreon or it's also on my um locals but if you look here's the lady she comes off the train the lady uh, black hair black coat brown bag and uh, big heels on her shoes there okay she comes off the train walks away then comes back then films uh then she is uh up above she leaves downstairs she's up above she's sitting uh sitting down with somebody uh a victim i guess a wounded victim there, maybe a real shooting. And then, then all of a sudden on the left, she's in a, a, a um, stretcher being removed. It's the same shoes. It's the same coat. Uh, it's the same bag. Now there's a lady now carrying her bag, but it's her. There is no doubt about it's the bag. Uh, it's the shoes. It's the same thing. So I'm not saying the shooting wasn't real. Uh, People, uh, I've seen a lot of shootings as a primary farm instructor for DEA. I, I had to review a lot of shooting tapes, uh, a lot of them that weren't ever available to the public. And so there's lots of things where they say, here's the blood bag coming out and stuff. That's not necessarily true. Uh, bullets and blood act in all kinds of different ways, depending upon uh, caliber and if it's a hollow point and how many clothes you got on and all kinds of different characteristics. That's not uh, so uh, valid. So I'm not saying there wasn't a shooting. Uh, what I'm saying is, if he was so, if this guy was so hateful of whites, why now all of a sudden? There's a pattern of time. And then there's a pattern of this woman's actions uh, here. Why does she get off the subway? Then why did she come back to film? Then why did she sit down uh, next to the pole? Then why does she end up on a stretcher? She's clearly not hurt. There you um I think we'll see her uh, coming out there again. So this now the the guy who did the video there, uh, I think it's Jim Crenshaw. He he uh, identifies a lot more uh, than I am. I'm less certain of some of those other elements. But as somebody who's done a lot of surveillance uh, in this country and other countries, foot surveillance, uh, you know, vehicle surveillance. Uh, you you look at, you follow at a distance, you follow characteristics. You say, hey, keep your eye on the white car if you're in the, if you're in the plane or, you know, the black uh, coat, you know, the brown bag and the clogged shoes. You, you're, you're not usually close enough to do that. And so it's very clear what's happening here that she is role playing. Um, now, is it possible that she's, uh, oh, I got actually a comment on, on uh, Yankee Tango too. Um, if, uh, you know, it's possible she just is looking for attention, but uh, with everything else that's going on, uh, I think that is fairly uh, unlikely. Uh, and 
So you can take a look at that. And I went and all of a sudden I'm I'm not going to all of a sudden trust the FBI, trust the DEA, tr trust the DOJ. Uh, they are trying to um, make themselves valid again so they can have bigger budgets. That's what they're about. Uh, now, think back to the uh, evidence that came out when Trump uh, was still the president and the National Security Council uh, official explicitly reported that there were multiple shooters carrying out the Las Vegas terrorist shooting of October 1st, 2017. Remember how the FBI covered that up. Uh, there was a national security um, official paper that came out and said that uh, Paddock didn't commit suicide, just like we don't believe uh, Epstein committed suicide, uh, just like I don't believe that Scalia died uh, in his sleep. There was a pillow over his head. Um, and there was an all sources assessment of an attack on Rat 91 Country Music Festival, October 1st, 2017, Mandalay Bay. Uh, and again, uh, it looks like the, um, the Jack Reacher movie, I think with Tom Cruise, where they want to kill somebody specifically. looks like a Saudi-Israeli uh, assassination operation, and they killed a lot of other people. But I will tell you that for that shooting, I sat down with SOCOM snipers. I'm not a SOCOM sniper, but I know SOCOM snipers. And to hold that field of fire at that distance um, took a lot of skill sets, just like the JFK assassination. Uh, and JFK assassination has been clearly shown to have multiple sniper teams. Again, you can go look at Fry the Brain, a book I recommend to all Team America to uh, read, to be aware of what's going on. And so the FBI has a long history of covering all this up. This is nothing new uh, for them uh, to do. Further, um, and I used to do this uh, when I, I used to have something called Prather and Pizza, and I'd, have, uh, I'd do an uh, evening presentation to about 25, 30 folks, and I'd bring chairs and tables into the dojo. Uh, my wonderful wife would make a great salad and great uh, homemade cookies, and we'd get in pizza, and I'd just talk for a couple hours, uh, and I would show video clips. And I, I'd show them now, but <laughs> Yankee Tango has taken them down. Um, but this is the famous... CNN reporter, crisis actor Barbara Starr, who shows up over and over again as a crisis actor, just like the lady does in the subway shooting. Uh, and so uh, you can see, and I used to show these clips and people were eating pizza and were like, uh, uh, and so, you know, Barbara Starr reporting as a Pentagon expert at the CNN, I think she's still on there. They're still running it. Then she's a, um, uh, Boston bombing witness. Then she's uh, in Oregon uh, as a witness. Uh, then she plays uh, Buthena Shaban, aide to Bashar al-Assad. Um, and then she's at the uh, Boston uh, bombing and she's all over the place. And it's very clear that it's her. You've also, there's other clips where you see the one reporter, the bus goes by and the other reporter's talking, the bus goes by and they're together. Have you seen the green screen where the one guy's got a gas mask on, the other guy's got a helmet on, uh, and they got a fake palm tree next to them, is it is definitely a show. Uh, so based upon pattern analysis of historical proofs of evidence of fact-based truth, my intelligence assessment of the timing and pattern of the uh, subway shooting by all of a sudden uh, a, a white-hating uh, Black Liberation Army guy who, all, who doesn't do anything until all of a sudden uh, Biden comes out with uh, the ghost gun ban 
uh, and Congress is going to pass HR 350, uh, which is going to bring in uh, neo-Nazi legislation uh, and looking for neo-Nazis and white supremacists in federal law enforcement and in uh, the military to further their state control the intelligence assessment that it is a setup, not a hoax, but a setup, uh, I assess that as highly, highly probable. So I hope that makes uh, sense. Um, and I'm uh, and also the repeat on Rumble says, uh, also the manhole cover boom at Times Square. Yeah, where does that come from? Uh, the manhole, there's explosions in the manhole covers and they say that that is uh, no big deal at all. Well, why is that all of a sudden? How is that explained? Um, there, there was no explanation uh, for that at all. So uh, that is something uh, I think that the uh, deep state uh, via the CIA, which often uses a cover uh, of the FBI overseas, they like to they used to like to carry DEA badges because when we were snowcapped, we carried we were armed. We had gun cards for a lot of the countries uh, we worked in, so then they could be armed. Remember the Haiti thing? Uh, I think this is likely uh, another setup. I don't believe anything from uh, this fake president and double of a fake president uh, and this corrupt attorney general, the corrupt DOJ, a corrupt intelligence system. These traitorous generals. I don't believe any of it for a second. You can believe uh, what you want, but it doesn't make any sense as far as, uh, I think what it is, is people want to then go back and say, um, hey, uh, no, we can really start having faith uh, in the DOJ, you know, the FBI, and uh, Trump's coming back and Q's coming back and we don't have to worry about it and, and uh, all of that uh, as well. So, uh, so, uh, Keep your guard up and uh, pay attention to that and do not let that uh, affect your um, discernment. And again, you receive discernment as a gift of uh, fruit of uh, receiving the Holy Spirit through the Christ connection. Why I'm emphasizing that is because this is uh, coming up on Pesach, Passover, uh, and um, crucifixion, resurrection. Really important to understand that. Uh, remember, of course, that the FBI uh, just uh, failed in their infiltration of the Wolverines in Michigan. Uh, they pled, they um, hid documents just like they're doing on January 6th. You could say Michigan was a warm-up uh, for January 6th, just like Ukraine is a train-up, is a biolab for uh, America. And the Justice Department says, even though they've been outed, they're going to try and retry Fox and Croft uh, because... Uh, uh, Adam Fox and Barry Croft were found not guilty. They were just kind of um, uh, ne'er-do-wells who, until the FBI came along, were not effective uh, at all. Uh, but all of a sudden, they became effective. They were able to put together something because the FBI put it all together. It's entrapment. We couldn't do that in my day. If I was going to do a reverse sale of Coke, I had to actually sell Coke, and then we would have to take it off. Otherwise, I'd be a drug dealer, and now... Uh, they get away with it regularly. The other really interesting uh, intelligence data point there was none of the surveillance cameras inside the subway were working at the time of the shooting. Huh? How about that? With a whole surveillance state built upon um, surveillance now, none of those cameras were working, just like with uh, Epstein. And you know, now we know there were at least 20 FBI and ATF assets 
assets, either they're undercover agents or they're confidential informants, or now I think they call them CHS, confidential human sources, but they were around the Capitol at the same time. So uh, the pattern analysis indicates totally that they are still uh, doing this. Um, and uh, so uh, I don't buy any of this. I think it is just trying to throw us off guard. Uh, and I think it is a sign of desperation. I think it is a sign that we are uh, winning this. Another sign of desperation is that the uh, there's a new, looks like a riot fence has gone up around the Federal Reserve. And of course, that is because they are collapsing the economy. And of course, the Federal Reserve is not federal. Uh, it's not a bank. Our founding fathers, we had no central bank until uh, 1913. Our founding fathers fought vehemently against a central bank. Um, and now they are trying to collapse and control the system because they have stolen so much from the system. So now they've got fences around it, which is not necessarily a bad thing because they've got fences around the Capitol. They're fencing themselves in. They're not fencing us in. They are fencing themselves uh, in. So now the reason for that is that uh, Americans are running out of food. That's why you should go to PraetherPrepSupply.com. Uh, uh, right there, and you get $150 off still. That's PraetherPrepSupply.com. Still go to PraetherDeal.com for your uh, sat phones, although I hear that they're running out. Um, uh, but that's because they are creating an artificial famine, just like was created in Somalia under Operation Gothic Sermon. Most people know that as Black Hawk Down, uh, where there was no food shortage. If you remember all the concerts by all the the um, musicians are like, oh, it's a famine. It wasn't a famine. The warlords were creating a famine, food as a weapon. And so now they're going to do it in America to us. So get your emergency food supply uh, and also uh, join Team America. Get on Feed Team America. Uh, we've got our garden uh, over there going real well. My daughter does a great job with that. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, Cliff High talked about this uh, uh, a while back while he was talking about the fall of the Federal Reserve note. And a while back, you know, somebody uh, put me in contact with Cliff High and somebody was asking me the other day about, hey, what about this water documentary? Why haven't you talked about it? Well, I posted it, but I really I don't have time to watch. Everybody sends me videos. And I if unless you put a timestamp on them and describe something, I just don't have time to watch them. I get so much stuff. I, I can't do it. I just I do my discernment, my analysis, and I just you know let it fall where it lays. Uh, and if somebody agrees with me, great. If they don't agree with me, uh, that's okay. Uh, but I noted that, you know, and I got a lot of flack for this, that Lynn Wood wouldn't return my calls. Uh, so I said, hey, it's Kyle, not Lynn. And people were all up in arms because Lynn has white hair and says Jesus a lot. To me, that's a Christmonger. Um, you know, probably get more uh, hate mail about that uh, too. Um, but I guess there's a lot of, there's the, um, snake venom, uh, issue where there was elements of snake venom, uh, in the jab and I guess something in the water there. And this, um, naturopath, I think is a art doctor, Brian Artis, maybe was on with Mike. Uh, and then I guess Cliff was attacking Mike. Uh, and you know, Mike and I are friends and Mike and I don't always agree, but we support each other. Uh, and we can disagree just like the other day on some, there was something on Twitter and, uh, somebody, I guess was bad mouthing me and George Webb said, Hey, you know, Jeff and I may not always agree, but I know Jeff's integrity. Um, 
So <laughs> that's the real. And then it came out, of course, I think Mike put something like, hey, there's here's this is Venom Incorporated or whatever. And it's in the it's it's totally there. I know I've, I consulted on a book in the basement of the University Medical Center where the National Venom Center is right here. You, you know, I have lots of rattlesnakes around because uh, got hay, got horses. So I got mice. So I got a, So I have rattlesnakes. It's a, it's a cycle, uh, which is why I have cats um, and snake shot. But uh, but uh, the point there is, is uh, Cliff High, I guess, was attacking Mike as opposed to just disagreeing and being on the same side, just as I was with Ibra, uh, just as I was with Mike Shelby uh, the other day. The enemy wants to divide us. That begins in the garden. The real venom is not uh, the actual venom. The real venom is the sizzling electronic where it is separate. I also saw something where Cliff, I was talking about a blunt. It's like a blunt, blunt's good. Marijuana, I guess that's marijuana. Uh, cigarettes are good. Not really my style. Um, since I, uh, you know, seized 10,000 pounds of marijuana was my biggest uh, pop. But that attitude uh, is, is easily manipulated. Um, you'll never see any of my detractors. You'll never see anywhere on social media that I've responded to any of them. Ever, never, um, uh, because then I'm reacting to them. Then I'm letting them control the fight. Um, I, I don't have anything to prove to anybody in that regard. So uh, it's important to see the real venom is the separation that is occurring, just like with, okay, well, our main, our main line is it's white supremacist neo-Nazis, but let's throw in a uh, black liberation army, black Nazi in here just to make sure we keep our race war uh, building. Uh, that's very much what I think is going on here. Um, uh, Russ Craig says, mark your doorpost with lamb's blood. Going to get to that. Not there yet, but going to get there. Um, uh, and there was a story a while back where uh, in Baltimore, I think in 2021, uh, there were uh, four 55-gallon drums mislabeled um, um, sulfuric acid that was going to be added to the water supply. And really it was just about a fluoritic acid, which <laughs> is in the water supply. So do they poison the water supply all the time? Do they poison the air? Uh, geo, um, uh, geo um, weaponry, harp, uh, chemtrails, all of that is certainly true. I've been told that by years uh, from DA uh, special agent pilots and special operations personnel I posted uh, something on that because they're trying to manipulate that. In fact, the other day, my wife and I were going someplace and we're like, oh, it's really bright out here. I'm like, well, that's probably the aluminum particulates um, uh, in there. And then somebody sent me uh, a video and I, that's up on my Patreon and locals as well uh, about what's happening with the ozone layer there, ozone layer collapse uh, and a dire warning from a former NSA contractor uh, and I think that ties into the do weaponry, the directed energy weaponry through the 5G uh, that they want to, they can kind of, it, it provides a better beam. So when back in the day when I was using uh, pack, uh, pack sevens, pack fours, I think now they're like pack 14s with the PEQ laser, which is an invisible laser. You put the goggles on, bring up your weapon. And it's like a, if there's a little bit of um, dust or gunpowder or mist, then you've got a beam going right up on your target, invisible. And I mean, it's just, an awesome uh, weapon. Uh, and I think the particulates, just like the dust particulates or gunpowder particulates, 
uh, or fog particulates uh, allow that. I think the particulate, the same thing with the dew weaponry. The symptom of that, though, is destroying the ozone layer, destroying the earth uh, as well, uh, because there is this arrogance uh, that uh, that human beings understand uh, as well as their creator does. And it is a complete lie. Totally. Oh, Ghostwalker. Ghostwalker Airsoft Tech says Venom Tech. Yeah, it's Venom Tech. Very cool. Very. He says, don't think uh, Cliff was attacking Mike, not his style. Well, good. PEQ 14. Thank you. Wow. Ghostwalker, you're really helpful. Um, so uh, there is a January 6th political prisoner who was going to see his uh, family was coming to visit him. That's Edward Jake Lang. Uh, and he's been in, uh, he's been abused by guards. He's been in uh, prison since January 6th. Uh, and uh, they moved him so his family couldn't uh, see him. They renditioned him. They are now renditioning uh, American patriot veterans. Um, so you can pray for him uh, and you can donate to, to Jake Lane at J6 Truth, at J6 Truth. And one of my listeners said she just sent him a uh, birthday card, which is uh, uh, really nice. Uh, but uh, in New Jersey State Prison, uh, two female prisoners are now pregnant uh, after having sex with trannies. Uh, so this is the deep state's wet dream. These are now uh, tranny kids conceived in prison. So this is exactly what they want. Enslaved, uh, androgenized uh, children growing up. This is at the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility. This is what they want for uh, all of us. So abandon uh, their public schools that are filled with uh, pedos, a big church, uh, homework, homeschool, uh, all of that, really important to do uh, all of that. Uh, and of course, they've locked down people in Shanghai uh, and uh, locked them in their apartments. If you're in an apartment in a big city, you need to get out now. Uh, and they're starving to death and they're yelling. And the reason they're doing that is because Shanghai is the world's big, busiest port and they want a shipping siege. And so if they got to kill people uh, in the interim, that is not a problem uh, for them. Uh, and again, returning to H.R. 350 is a Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021 by Representative Bradley Scott, Democrat, Illinois. Uh, and um, it has passed the House and passed the Senate. Um, I think that's right, if I'm reading this right. Uh, and uh, among other things, it creates an interagency task force to analyze and combat white supremacist and neo-Nazi infiltration of the uniformed services and federal law enforcement agencies. And who's going to be a white supremacist and neo-Nazi? Whoever they say. While they're supporting real Nazis uh, in Ukraine, uh, then anybody who is a patriot, anybody who follows the Constitution, anybody who's a Christian uh, is going to be a uh, neo-Nazi. Uh, and they're going to have the FBI assign a special agent uh, or hate crimes liaison to each field office to investigate hate crimes incident with a nexus to domestic terrorism. So uh, that is the plan uh, where they are working. So 
get your get out of your cans of hornet spray for cameras. That's true. I posted those videos a while back. Is uh, wasp spray? I you must be watching my um, videos there uh, on Patreon. Is that's what they're trying to do? Is film you? And I've done several videos of techniques of how to uh, avoid that. So. All of that is really, really important, but there are other things that are really, really important here too. And I want to go to those uh, as well. Uh, and I'm just going to start, um, if you can cut the sound on that, Andy, that would be good and just let that uh, go. So this, is the, this is the um, shroud of Turin. And so we're coming up on a very important uh, cycle uh, in time. And so uh, there is order in the universe. At the Big Bang, which the scientists can't figure out what happened right before that, um, uh, out of that explosion comes order, not disorder. Uh, and so in order, there are cycles. So it, spring comes, then summer then fall, then winter. It does not reverse itself. Uh, babies come first, then they are children, uh, then they are youth, then they are elders, and then they pass. That cycle does not change. And despite what uh, the pop culture deep state wants to say, uh, women cannot have, even if it's Pete Buttigieg's partner pretending to be in a hospital room as if he just gave birth, or even if it's a Time magazine cover where uh, some child abuse, a hairy bearded guy is trying to uh, nurse a child. Men do not have wombs. Uh, they do not have milk and everything is born of woman. One of the uh, laws of North American native warriorship. Uh, so if you look at the cycles of that we are in right now, we just had uh, the Chanchasha Puye, the dried willow cycle, the Pahasapa, the Black Hills for the Dakota, Lakota uh, people. Uh, with the Chanupa with the prayer pipe. And I uh, I didn't show that ceremony, but I talked about it in one of my uh, Sunday services. I showed the pieces of the pipe. I didn't show praying with the pipe, but I have been ordained by Dakota uh, pipe holder, Asa Primo. Uh, that was my elder who taught and blessed me to uh, pray with the Chanupa. Uh, and uh, that cycle has just happened. And now we are about to come into the cycle of Pesach, of Passover, uh, and then uh, the passion, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. Those are all really important. And so uh, pop culture wants you to destroy all of those uh, cycles and androgenize everything. So it's just all a mess. Uh, and Eber was talking about that uh, as well, which I commend him for. So uh, this is really important because uh, uh, Pesach, I was teaching this the other night, uh, to my students in HMAC in handgun martial arts class at warriorschool.com. But if you want to join uh, in on our services, it's christchaplaincy.com and the information's in the lower right of how to do that. But uh, at Passover, of course, is when the Jews uh, put the lamb's blood on their uh, lintels, on their doorways, and the uh, angel of death passes over them. Well, in 1960, in Cameroon, uh, there was a carbon monoxide bubble that came up out of a lake, uh, and it killed about almost 2,000 people. And they were dead in their doorsteps um, from uh, this uh, bubble. That's also oftentimes uh, compared with the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, 
and um, that is taken away uh, by the bloodstream uh, as well. So if there was on the lintels and it was coming down, if there was a um, screen or something, uh, blanket or or beads or something, uh, that could be an explanation for that. The other plagues that come with uh, Passover uh, really follow on each other. Uh, red algae, uh, rust, uh, all of those things continue to make sense. And they also correspond to uh, Egyptian gods. Not that the Egyptians were all bad. Uh, actually, the one god concept, begin, begin, concept begins with Amantep, uh, who is then um, de-pharaohed uh, later on. But it's really important to recognize. But uh, So you should do uh, Passover, Pesach. I'm going to lead one. I'm not going to do the traditional one out of the Haggadah. That comes later on. But it's important to follow that. What's really interesting is uh, at one point in, the, in Passover, there's um, three um, uh, matzah, unraised bread, and they take the middle one out and they break a piece off and they hide it uh, away. And that is representative of the hidden Messiah, that they're waiting on the hidden Messiah. And so uh, then the kids go find it and they get a reward. They get some candy or coins or something uh, for that. Uh, and that's called the afekomen, which is actually a Greek word for after the uh, meal, after the uh, dinner. Um, and uh, it's funny that that word is inserted into Hebrew text. But if you go to um, rabbinic midrash, that is the commentary, the Talmudic commentary, uh, the first mention of uh, Passover, Pesach, uh, is in the New Testament Holy Bible scriptures. And that's coming from Rabbinic uh, Midrash. And so this piece of the Afekomen that is hidden uh, is when Yeshua, uh, Yeshua, put on my Israeli accent, holds up the Afekomen, he's saying, I am not hidden, uh, I am here. And if you were uh, an Orthodox observant Jew, you would understand what he was uh, saying. Uh, and the same thing with the cups, and this is my blood, uh, saying uh, there are four cups uh, during Passover. And that may be kind of hard for non-Jews to relate to, but think about in the garden where he says, let this cup pass me by. Uh, and so uh, a cup is a vessel, just as we are vessels. That's very important to understand. So then we go to the passion. Um, uh, uh, sin, if you remember my cast uh, on Tuesday, is when you miss the mark and you send a, a you have a debt, you have a debt, an energy debt. You punch somebody and they reward to somebody else and somebody else gets punched. So to end that sin debt, you've got to stop sinning. You've got to stop carrying that energy flow on. Uh, and this is what, uh, Judaism often becomes judicial Judaism and Christianity often becomes kindergarten Christianity, but it's really very sophisticated. If you want to delve into this, go look at the physics, physics of Christianity by Francis Tipler, the physics of Christianity by Francis Tipler, where the Trinity agrees with uh, quantum physics. Uh, the movies to watch coming up are Ben-Hur, uh, my old favorite, my new favorite, uh, Risen, um, really significant uh, films. Uh, but here, 
we have really very good scientific, irrefutable proof of the most uh, studied relic in history of uh, the resurrection. And the, where relics come from, and there were lots of ripoff relics in the Catholic Church to, to get people uh, to come, uh, but relics begin when the lady touches Yeshua's robe and he feels the power flow out of him. And so there, if they felt the power flow out of him through the robe, then there must be something in the robe. That's where chaplains come from. Capella comes from Cape, uh, uh, where St. Francis, St. Martin um, splits his cape, gives half of it, and then later on his cape's carried into battle uh, as a relic. Uh, we even have a capella fund. We have a grant fund in the chaplaincy, which is a charitable organization. But here, uh, this is very interesting because um, they have the Sudarium, and it's in Oviedo, Spain, which when he is uh, dead on the cross, they cover his head with a Sudarium. The Sudarium is a dog rag, wild rag, what everybody carries, cowboys, Indians, uh, soldiers. We always carry a rag of some type. Um, a Sudarium means a sweat rag, and it covers his face. There's blood patterns uh, on that. And then the shroud is what he is wrapped in. You can see it in Risen. And of course, you can go to these websites. They are on my Patreon and Locals uh, and look into this. And it's fascinating uh, because this the science behind this uh, is irrefutable and amazing. Uh, and the, uh, so when you come up on a dead body, first thing you always do is cover the lifeless eyes. And so that's why the Sidarium covers the head. Then later on, uh, the shroud covers the body. And so that's what I'm showing you here, one of the latest films on the shroud. And as our outer technology develops, we're seeing all this wild stuff. We're seeing that there was a belt there. We're seeing uh, that he had um, the tefillin wrapping his arm that, that was put on later. It looks like it was a snakeskin belt. Another thing about snakes there. Since snakes aren't all bad, it's not serpents like snakes. Uh, the, there's the Nahash is the translation of Hebrew in the garden, the sizzling one, uh, the current. Uh, I teach that the staff of Moshe is the current. Uh, here we're seeing uh, chains, but the more the latest thing with this image is that it is moving, that uh, he begins to move. His fingers begin to move as he comes back to life. Uh, and so as our technology advances, we're just beginning to see and figure out what the shroud is really about. Uh, and of course, it's a negative, a negative, which makes it a positive. The uh, old science that said it was carbon dated, carbon dated, carbon dating has been totally uh, shown to have wild variations. There was also a fire to affect that. Uh, it doesn't violate the no graven images because it is barely imprinted on the cloth, the pollen dates from that time. There was flowers, there were flower, pollen flowers. So in Apache culture, we use Arandine, uh, cattail pollens, bright yellow pollen to bless because pollen stays, the pollen is still there. Uh, the data points for this is unbelievable. So the sidarium, when, when it covers the head, the bloodstains match the shroud, he's dead. The sidarium, he's alive, he starts moving. It's also formed in weightlessness because the buttocks and back are not flattened on the image and the cloth isn't frontened over the top. The moment of the, of the, the microsecond of the uh, filming, uh, the recording of the moment, uh, 
is uh, breaking uh, the boundaries of time and space and gravity, the three dimensions, the trinity of our dimensions. And so in that moment, uh, the tabernacle, the body is weightless, the shroud is weightless, the image is imprinted, and only on the top, and it's coming out of every uh, pore. Um, and so that is hugely significant that we're just starting to figure all of this uh, out, uh, and we're not even close. Uh, but if this was, if there was a world-changing, galaxy-changing, universe-changing, cosmic-changing, metaverse-changing event, like the Spider-Verse, you're even seeing it in the movies, the Spider-Verse now where there's, uh, we just watched that movie, um, is there are three, all the three actors from the last Spider-Man movie coming together in one, then uh, it's now in pop culture, uh, then is there eternal life? Is there life uh, in multiple dimensions if you can pierce those dimensions? And was that what happened through uh, inner technology? And I, as a uh, Christian, am convinced that it is. That's why I did what I did on uh, Tuesday, uh, confessed, asked for forgiveness, because I am a master teacher, but I am also a student of the master. Uh, and so in the Didache, the training of the 12 apostles, apostles in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, he is referred to as a Didascalos, the master and, and Matete's students. And most of the time when he speaks when they speak to him, it's not rabbi, it's not teacher, it's uh, master. The relationship should always be like in the Karate Kid is sensei and deshi. That's what, it's not supposed to be a professor and lecturer, which is what you get most of the time. So this is very fascinating. There is total evidence. The scientific community wants to ignore it because uh, they lose, uh, they lose uh, credibility and control uh, if they don't ignore it here. So trying to go back to my look at my... The last one I'm seeing from Russ Craig is the cup of Elijah. Yes, Jews will uh, have a cup for Elijah and open the door. But this is real interesting because this ties in with Yuval Noah Harari, who is called the prophet uh, by his uh, supporter, uh, and that is um, Klaus Schwab, uh, who uh, supports this guy. And this guy is saying uh, that there is no free will. There are no gods in the clouds. Uh, we can control all of this, uh, and we are as gods. This is exactly what is being said in Genesis when the Nahash uh, is lying to Eve and, and dividing Eve, and the real sin, the Adamic sin that we bear uh, as men is uh, Adam does nothing. He is very uh, pacifistic. Uh, he is just standing there, if you read between the lines, and so if you, if you attend any of my trainings, you're, you'll always hear me getting uh, hard on the guys uh, for not getting involved and not leading. And so uh, then fast forwarding to, and I was on the other day with uh, Clay Clark and General Flynn, uh, and fast forwarding to um, Revelations, the uh, dragon uh, was wroth with the woman and made war upon her seed, the genetic seed, thus my Entry, the dragon still wars on the lady's genetic seed. That's the mRNA, that's the RNMA, that's the mark. It's very, very accurate and very, very literal. Although it was often dumbed down 
uh, by uh, conventional uh, pastors and priests uh, who don't want to delve into it uh, deeply. If you want to delve into it deeply, um, again, I have, I'll be doing my Sunday service uh, and also uh, Pesach service, and that's at ChristChaplaincy.com. But this guy, Yuval uh, Noah, Noah, it's interesting, his name is Noah Harari, is saying uh, I, that we have to not have censorship. So um, it's a mark of illiberal regimes that they make free speech more difficult, even outside their borders, which is hilarious because the liberals are the one who are censoring free speech with everybody. And he's saying liberalism is founded on the belief of human liberty, uh, but there is no free will. Unfortunately, free will isn't a scientific reality. It's a myth inherited by Christian theology. Well, I'm not that big on Christian theology anyway. That's the study of religions. I'm big on Christology, the study of the Christ and the emulation uh, of my master. So uh, he says humans have will, but it isn't free. Uh, that is, I've heard that used by Christians before where they'll say, well, you may want to fly, but you can't fly uh, because the creator has not endowed you with physical wings. You would have to build an airplane and then you can fly. You have free will uh, within your means. Uh, so th this also is a false argument. It's a typical, as someone very involved in spiritual warfare, Christ chaplaincy is a spiritual warfare chaplaincy. The seduction of evil cycle is oppression, obsession with oppression. And with obsession comes then infection. Infection comes infestation, and in rare cases, uh, then possession. This is exactly what's going on here as he tries to say, oh, you guys don't have any freedom. Whatever you look on the computer, uh, then we can control you. You know, you talk about something, the ad pops up. Well, I can just turn off the computer. Uh, I don't have to live in your society. So it's a lie. Uh, it's a complete lie. But it is very much like um, uh, no different uh, than uh, the beginning lie in the garden. And he says, uh, at present, hackers rely on analyzing signals and actions. Um, yet within a few years, biometric sensors could give hacker hackers direct access to your inner world. So what he's really saying here, everything I teach is inner technology, is refining the tabernacle. Um, which is much more advanced than any microscope or any or, or any uh, telescope. What he's talking about is taking outer technology and putting it, injecting it into the system. That's exactly what they're doing uh, with the mRNA, uh, graphene oxide and hydroxide. And he says, and then we will be as gods. No, you won't. Not even close. You got no clue. You don't. Nobody knows what energy is. No scientist can even define what energy is. Uh, uh, they can define the characteristics or the symptoms. My, my editor doesn't like me to say symptoms, uh, so he thinks he's saving me. But uh, it, you know, a symptom of energy is light, is heat, and I say energy is a symptom of God. The creation cannot fully ever understand the creator uh, because until we are in union again with uh, the creator. Uh, this uh, shroud records the universe-changing event of the resurrection, which uh, begins long, long before that and ties into uh, everything else. And then this 
Yuval Noah Harari, who is called the prophet, who I think Clay says he's saying he's the Antichrist, um, uh, is saying, no, no, we got this. But uh, the creation, humans don't even, they can't even define reality. That's where people are living in uh, virtual reality in uh, games. They're not even sure what intelligence is. They're not even sure what sentience is. So um, this right here uh, is really interesting because this is where they've seen multiple images as the, as the flare happens, uh, as the soul comes back into the body, uh, the body starts to move, just like when you get charged um, uh, with um, paddles, is it's starting to move uh, and there's even movement recorded in here. So if this is a universe changing event, if it's really true, uh, then uh, there should be some evidence of it. And there is, uh, and it is really irrefutable, but it is very scary to the scientific community, which are the new, uh, the new Pharisees and Sadducees. And, uh, you know, that's like when Fauci says, Hey, I am science. You can't talk about this uh, at all. Um, and Ghostwalker says, liberalism is the practice of throwing temper tantrums when you don't get uh, your way. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, a lot to cover today, but every year I want to cover what is most important. And most important right now is to move with the order of the creation created by our creator. And that we just had uh, the Chanchasha Puye the dried willow pipe ceremony with the Chanupa. Now we're moving into Passover and we're moving into passion, crucifixion, and then most importantly, resurrection. And then after that is our cycle begins uh, with Pentecost. And I have we just had students going through that uh, where you will literally see and experience all of that. That's really, really uh, important to do. It's to do, to experience, not to read about, not to sing about, not to observe, to participate in. Um, that is the difference. That is the real way, the answer to all of this. That's how the most committed wins. The most committed has a transcendent value system. The most transcendent committed uh, value system uh, is uh, God, then family. If you're having trouble seeing God, then you can see God reflected in your family, just like Yeshua did when he was uh, born. You know, well, even before his birth is, you know, the angel says, hey, Mary, you're going to be uh, impregnated. The spirit of the Lord will cover you. And but you're not married. So you could be shamed. You could be stoned. Um, could be a horrible death. Uh, and she says, my soul magnifies the Lord, my wife's favorite quote. And then the angel comes to um, Joseph and says, hey, your wife's going to be pregnant. You're going to be shamed. Everybody's going to talk behind your back. You can have her stoned. You can turn her out. He goes, nope, I'm going to keep her. I'm going to keep the kid. I'm going to deal with this. And then they have to flee. So the way is hard without a doubt. The journey is long, but the path is straight. <clears throat> That's what the Peshitic, uh means is the straight language that Yeshua spoke. And uh, you don't just have to read gospels or scriptures. You can look at the gospel of the light. The gospel of the light starts at the beginning with the star, the appearance of the stars, the stars of David marking uh, the, um, with the birth, with the baptism, uh, 
where something white like a dove comes down as Yeshua breaks the plane of water. You can look at the transfiguration on the mountain uh, where time and space uh, are punctured and porous. Uh, and then you can look at the crucifixion where there's lightning and where the, uh, the, the Holy of Holies curtain is ripped uh, and the boundary between uh, earth and heaven uh, is punctured. Uh, then you can look at uh, the resurrection where the shroud comes uh, is time, space, and gravity are negated. Uh, and there is, that's a nail moving in him there. Uh, and then you can see the ascension, and then our cycle begins with Pentecost. It's a, it's really a gospel of light. is much more important uh, than the written gospel written by uh, men. So that's you know when I was at one of um, the Freedom of Health, uh, I was watching Mike Adams, and he was. I said, "Hey, Mike, I loved your presentation because all is about the gospel of light, um, much better than the gospel of words." So. Um, that is uh, Russ Craig. Hey, Jeff, what do you believe the Holy Grail really is? Uh, I believe it is the Magdala, but you don't have to believe that. So I'm going to answer questions uh, because the, it is about the blood. Um, but anyway, uh, this is a really important time. I urge you to make it a sacred, holy time with your loved ones uh, because we are, as never before, under attack by the evil ones and one. Uh, and uh, the answer, the source answer to all of that uh, is in connection uh, through the Christ connection to receive the Holy Spirit, get the gifts of discernment and deliverance from our Father in heaven beyond the walls of time and space uh, and you can look into the uh, shroud. There's so much data in the shroud that we are just beginning to uh, understand. Uh, and if it can help your uh, faith, because you're going to need a lot of faith and a lot of hope to get through everything that's coming, then uh, do so. So the polls are fixed. The pundits lie. The politicians cheat. The swamp is deep. The enemy desperate. They push fear, hate, death, and ignorance. And in their ignorance, they mistake force for power. Power is not force. Intimidation is not inspiration. Power and inspiration come from God. God is not with us, but we are with God. The enemy denies God. And so in the end, they will be powerless. So fear not. God bless. Hold fast and keep the faith. We are winning. We will win this. But freedom is never given. It is earned. It is won. It is taken. And each and every one of us must take it.